again for them boys from 607 podcast to talk all things pro wrestling it's time for this week's edition of 607 TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcasts and on podcast providers everywhere by searching 607 TWS of course I'm one of the hosts here on 6.7 Podcast on Twitch and also the host of the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every week, my compadre, my co-chair, my friend. You also know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. Talking about Ken M. 6.7 Podcast fam, what's happening, what is good? Let us close out 2021 with a bang, only here on 6.7 TWS. Good Lord. that uh, All the technical difficulties. Not really technical difficulties, just Rich not signing into stuff. Pat says, hello all, hope your holidays were nicer than Montreal is to Shawn Michaels. Oh. Well, who who would have thought that Montreal would be upset with Shawn Michaels still after almost... Thir- well, we're, going, <laughs> we're going into the 25-year mark. Yes, it is. How scary is that? 25 years. Lou says, need followers? Buy them here. Special holiday discount. Buy one, get two free. All right. That sounds like my guy. That's a hell of a deal. That is a hell of a deal. I I have a couple people who might be takers. Uh, Off air, I'll shout them out because I ain't doing it on air. (laughs) Hey! hey Hey-oh! Man, that's that's why I stay off of the magical magical world of Twitter sometimes. I drop in to see what my my friends are saying. I drop in to, like, drop a thing every once in a while, and then I'm like, fucking get out. Yes. Because, man, whew. Whew, I've been I've been taking a sabbatical. If you haven't noticed, I dropped a couple things, and I'm like, hey, goodbye, because uh, the holiday season. I was enjoying my holidays. How was your holidays, Kenem? Very good. Uh, I got some stuff done uh, for the podcast coming up this week, and uh, yeah, just kind of laid low a little bit. It's been a long week, but I'm happy to talk some wrestling. Absolutely, I was good, good, good. I, I was kind of lazy and kind of caught up on some rest. Uh, there wasn't a lot of wrestling to watch this weekend, which was. Believe it or not, nice for once because I, I feel like some weekends coming in this end of the year, I've been wrestled out. And, of course, I got the big trip coming up this weekend that yeah. we'll be talking about in the main event. But, uh, yeah, 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 I, I had a good time, a little small stuff. Got some uh, laundry done. And this week's I got about a week's vacation. So before I leave for Atlantic City on Friday, I've got some things I got to do. I'm going to do some stuff here in the studio. We got to record some Love is Scary. Ooh. I got, uh, you know, I got to put some more new things in the soundboard. I have a list. Once again, that I got to get in there. I got to get some the graphics fixed up and everything because you know the new logo will be on the screen next nice, uh, nice. next uh, the beginning of the year. I, I was I wasn't lazy on it. Believe it or not, it's in the computer. I just was like, I'll just let it ride until twenty twenty two. Let it look at make it look fresh. Yes, for the new year. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff. You know, I mean, I'm excited. I got a big wrestling weekend ahead of me. Also, a big uh, Cobra Kai weekend ahead. Yes, of me. yes, I, indeed. I can't watch on the thirty first because it's a travel day. So on the first. Uh, before GCW, I will be uh, <laughs> camped out we watching. Be, we will be in the hotel room at the showboat, uh, watching as much 
Cobra Kai as humanly possible and hopefully making it through. If, if, we, don't, if we have anything to finish up, we'll finish up on Sunday when we come home. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was kind of crazy. We were talking about that today and somebody was like, you're going to Atlantic City and you're just going to stay in a hotel room? I'm like, dude, it's supposed to be 30 degrees in Atlantic City this weekend. We're just happy there's no snow or ice. Yes. Uh, I, everything on the boardwalk is closed. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, except for the things that don't close seasonally, which is not very many things. Right. Uh, there's only so many times I got the kid with me. I'm not going to go gamble at the fucking hard rack all day. Uh, unless you have Crazy Curse sneak in there. I mean, I could say he's a midget. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, he's almost tall as me, so I can't say that even. Like, we just have to get up a thing. Atlantic City, what a dump, Lou says. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be a lovely, beautiful dump this weekend, if you know what I mean. GC dub. GC dub. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. The showboat, that's where I'll be at. So we'll talk about that in the main event because we're going to talk GCW in the main event. Why? Because there's three events to talk about. That's the biggest uh, thing we got on the platter. Mm-hmm. In the mid-card, we're going to talk about that uh, WWE Day 1. Yes. Yeah, I haven't been watching that product, but we'll talk about it. Right? Why not? There's not much to talk about this week. The opening contest, we're going to talk some AEW. No, it's like the calm before the storm because obviously when we kick into January, you know Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a big event, and we did get official confirmation January 10th. Tyler Reed from Second Suitor is going to be live in studio with us to recap the event. Awesome. Can't wait for that. You got a lot of stuff going on. Man. You got a lot of stuff. I'm not, I'm not upset about any of it. It's nice. It's this nice lull. We were just talking about it. We recorded Three Fat Nerds tonight. If you're on Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions, you'll be able to hear because it it's already up. But tomorrow, everywhere else, searching Three Fat Nerds, look at that. Shameless plug. But uh, when we recorded that today, it was, a, it was a, not a short episode. We still went over an hour. Mm-hmm. We, we had our Matrix Resurrections review on can't wait to hear that but on top of that we we, you know we had we you know it wasn't a lot of news it's the end of the year end of the year and beginning of the year not a lot of news that's why next week on 3fn we're doing the nerdies Mm -hmm. and then the week after is the preview show we do every year it's perfect because there's no new movies i care about until scream right Uh, but on this show next week not only are we doing recaps of gcw and stuff but we're doing the brodies yes so year-end awards just so happens it goes from january 1st to december 31st and there's one more gcw show and we've had two gcw shows in a row that kind of outdone each other Mm -hmm. well they want to finish on a big win so you know gcw is bringing a lot of heat for the closeout 2021 and obviously kicking in 2022 with one of the biggest death matches in recent memory lou wants a a look at the ghost pop up front here well where is it up it's a ghost pop yes exclusive Hot topic. We we do it live. There you go. For those of you who are listening to podcasts, I, I just showed off the ghost pop that's in the front. Anyways, with that being said, let's let's uh, let's not wait any further. Before we get into it, though, Kenny, I'm telling them how to find you in the ODPH talk shit. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. Check out the directory where you can find the ODPH on your favorite podcast provider. Check out the T Public Store. New designs are up right now, and you know it's always a good time to go get a Parlay Club shirt. All of that. The Parlay Points blog section is blowing up lately. Got a stacked lineup coming this week, including a new blogs count anywhere. All that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. Of course, everything Three Fat Nerds, you can find it over at 8122productions.com. Uh, links to the show, which is everywhere, including 607TWS. Uh, we also at 8122productions.com have a T-Public store, and you can get a 607TWS shirt there, mm-hmm. amongst other things. We got other stuff coming down the pike very soon. I got somebody working on art. This is good shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got that going on. Of course, uh, there's the, you know, make sure if you're listening to some podcast form, make sure you're following us over at twitch.tv slash podcast, uh, going live, doing all the great things. You're, you're going to be want to want to be a part of that. 
Uh, of course, uh, the next time we are going live for a pay-per-view would be on January the 8th for AEW's Night of Belts or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Yeah, that's Saturday, yeah, the Saturday night show, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're going to be <laughs> definitely checking that out and see what that is going to be all about. I mean, the Night of Champions or Battle of the Belts. Battle of the Belts is what I think is yeah, actually so called. But we, it's, it's, I mixed up Night, night of Champions. Like we could call it what it actually really is, Clash of Champions. Yes. Because that's what they're doing, which is fine. I'm excited for it. But anyways, all that and more, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of bonus content. You don't want to miss it there. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you get a bunch of uh, crazy shit. There you go. That I feel like that covers my plugs for right now. We'll jump into it later again. But before we do any further, you know, we got to do one of Ken's favorite parts because... <laughs> That's right. It's time to talk some wrestling, finally. Yes. On the wrestling podcast. Go figure. <laughs> All right. So let's go first and foremost. Uh, we're talking about AEW here in the opening contest. Uh, AEW, I mean, a little. it's a little light news week. We could talk about the stupid bullshit going around in wrestling, but we don't do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I try to stay away from dumb shit like who and who's not being tested, whatever, whatever. I mean, we'll toss down some uh, weird shit going on in WWE when we touch them. But AEW, though. I, I guess I had the, the most newsworthy thing that AEW had was something that we all saw coming from a mile away. We talked about it last week on this show. And man, oh man, did we get it. The Rhodeslander is your new TNT champion for the 55th time. <laughs> most important belt in all of AEW. Taking it off of Sammy Guevara. Uh, step out, Sammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you want to call them. Controversy does not always create cash, we found out. Uh, Facts. Uh, I found it interesting, and I don't want to go into the rumor and innuendo, but let's be honest. Part of the reason they yanked the belt off of Sammy Guevara is because of the controversy on inter- the interwebs, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't understand how to handle that because, unfortunately, for the rest of the world, and this is where I'm going to get on my pop stand about Sammy Guevara before we jump into everything else, with all the vlogs and shit out there, the worst thing you can do is have something like that. Yeah, And the reason why is because now you've made yourself not a character. You are a human being, which is fine. But when things happen in your personal life, people can't discern them from your professional life. And Sammy Guevara, of course, uh, allegedly broke it off with his fiance in October, which they just got engaged over the summer. Last week of September, I believe. Oh, wow. It's even closer than that. Yeah. Holy shit. But anyways, in October, they broke it off. And uh, rumor and innuendo has it that him and Ty Conti have something going on. And they're claiming not, not but we've seen the pictures at Sammy's parents' house mm-hmm. with them in matching pajamas. So I don't know. I, I've never gone anywhere in matching pajamas with you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and so I don't I don't know if that's something you do with your friends. But I, I mean, I'm not going to judge it. Uh Lusas didn't also didn't help with the proposal in the ring, etc. Exactly. Yes, because it was August eighteenth. Okay, so I was up. right. It was in the summer. So yep. August eighteenth, and then allegedly they broke it off in October, but we're now just finding out about it in December. And there's this whole thing, and Ty Conti's off of Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. And once again, it's not my place to speak on, but a lot of this has to do. And I got to be honest. Uh, Pat goes, wait, wrestling fans can't discern truth from fiction. Well, color me shocked. Well, you know, it does happen from time to time. But you got to remember, Pat, for a good portion of the people. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And and the problem is, is though, in a world where you're trying to create gimmicks, it goes back to what we were talking about when Bully Ray made the statement about a heel. Show me a real heel. And there is some mm-hmm. out there. We've t- we mentioned Atticus Coger. Yep. Uh, you know, is a real heel. But MJF to an extent. Although he has crossed the line of becoming the cool heel. But 
none, not to his fault. I mean, who would have thought flipping little kids off and shit would get you over? <laughs> it's a weird time right now. It is a weird time. But I'm just, I digress. A lot of these guys are out there trying to be a heel on television and then going ahead and we, we see them on BTE and they're doing slapstick comedy and wonder why they can't get over as a heel. You know, same thing goes with, you know, and I love Ethan Page. And I love his vlog, and I find him entertaining. I find Sammy's vlog mm-hmm. entertaining. I find a lot of people's vlogs entertaining. However, Ethan Page is on, on TV with Dan Lambert trying to be the biggest heel in the company, but then you watch his uh, Toy Hunt vlog. Yeah. And his behind-the-scenes vlog where he's doing good things for charity and being funny. It's hard for people to discern that, and that's kind of the issue here with Sammy and his brand. If he would have just been a fucking character and people didn't tie his personal life because he puts it out there with his career life... We might not be talking about dropping the title to the Roselander. He might not even face the Roselander. But I think that that's why they pulled the trigger. Uh, what say you? I think it's a little a bit of that, too. But I also think that when they gave him the belt, he really hasn't done a lot with it. Now, this is obviously prior to all the you know alleged controversy going on there. But you think about it. What has he done that has really stood out being champion? Jay Lethal is one match. Yeah, it was a good match. And then... But my problem is if they weren't sold on him as being champion, perfect example, why didn't they just have him drop the belt to Jay Lethal? Because I think that he was I, – I honestly think um, prior to uh, Moxley going to get uh, uh, into – Rehab? Thank you. I think that the setup was going to be a little different for who was going to get the title off Sammy quicker. And I think that this is just kind of like a, a plug-and-play. Well, here's my thing. If you're going to have the plug-and-play, I mean, why not give the belt to Eddie Kingston? Why not give the belt to anybody not named Cody Rhodes, who, let's be honest, not only is not over Mm -hmm. as a face, but he's not even over as a heel. He's got that fucking X-Pac nuclear heat. He's got Rhodeslander heat. And this is something that he's trying to be a heel, not heel. I just don't know how this is going to go long term because he's going to eventually go to the point with this current character that he's doing, and he's going to turn everybody off. Because I think what the process is, he's going to keep on doing the uber- super babyface stuff to piss off the crowd and that's how he gets his heel heat but you reach a point where that just turns everybody away like it's not working and i think unfortunately in this situation it's gonna happen sooner than later well the comparisons to john cena are out there oh yeah this is embrace the hate cena but the difference between him and john cena is john cena was still selling shirts and merchandise to the women and children and that's why he was never turned heel right he was selling records amount of of shit to the children and women true story same reason Roman Reigns for the longest time wasn't turned heel. I, I still will attest it. If not for COVID, shutting down everything, we don't get Roman Reigns as heel, which is a travesty. Mm-hmm. Because the WWE had no reason to make him a heel because he would have just continued on, on down the road, making all the money as a face because, think, let's be honest, he's got the Jason Momoa look. Yes. Women love him. He makes a shit ton of money. I mean, he still does. Now, the difference is, now all the guys who were booing the shit out of Roman are buying his merch, including that needle mover shirt. This is true. Throw it out there. It's not a bad idea. We've been saying for a long time he's a real demo god. I, I guess that was his 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 uh, subtle con- jab, you know, consent, you know, conceitment, if you will, to be like, eh, we won't do that. We'll just do needle mover. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't get uh, the whole go back to Cody Rhodes, and this is where it's weird to me that Tony Khan is allegedly the right person in charge in the back. Where does he, where do you go? And even as a wrestling fan, like take the fact out of it that I've booked shows, that I've booked events, take all of that out. As a wrestling fan, why would you just go, hey, we're going to put the, the, the belt on the guy who isn't over, that the crowd, the crowd doesn't want him here, period. 
They're booing baby faces because he, they show up with him. It's a weird thing to look at that logic because I agree with you 100%. But I think in some of the creative minds in AEW, this is the perception I'm getting, is they still think Cody's over. And this is like a weird thing that this is just like a phase. Like that is how it's coming across to me, even though it's completely not. Like I don't understand why they're thinking this unless this is them saying, well, the crowd will just eventually fall back in love with Cody. No, we've seen this now go on since double or nothing. This has been a trend that's building that the crowd has turned on Cody. They I, want him to turn heel. I would say it's a lot longer than that. We'll, we'll shout out Pat first. The Pat says, if Cody could get out of his own head for five minutes, he might see the reality of the situation he's in. But we all know he can't and he won't. Yeah, that's which is true. Here's the problem. It's been going on longer than that. Because all the little things that we nitpicked on in the beginning and we're like, hey, listen, don't live rent-free, don't whatever. Mm -hmm. The embodiment of rent-free has been Cody Rhodes from the jump. Remember the sledgehammer yep. and the, the throne and, oh, no, it's not. It's a, it wasn't a shot. It was an homage. And then it was a shot. And then it was an homage. And then it was a shot. Then it was an homage. Like, he doesn't make up his mind. Like, and I think, you know, the baby announcement, you know, all that stuff really, I think, added up to the fans in the long run of things. Because it was, what have you done for me lately? Like, he was this great hero when he went left WWE and went to the indies, and he was over like gangbusters, mm -hmm. you know? But when AEW started, still over like a son of a bitch. But then every chance he got, he, he kind of gave you the, well, I'm in charge, I get to do what I want. And that's really what it looked like. I get my own entrance way. That was going on since day one. I get a shit ton of pyro, even for a promo. Yeah. Like that's been going on since day one of the company. And I feel like the fans of AEW are tired of it. They're tired of going, oh, great. Because what they see is what we said in the beginning. Remember, I used to say that he's going to be Jeff Jarrett and take the, and take the world title. Mm -hmm. And then he must have been listening because his exact quote was, oh, I'm gonna, if I lose this match, I can't do the belt. And then he lost the match. So he wouldn't be Jeff Jarrett is what he said in the shoot video, shoot interview. Right. Okay. So. Now you've taken that away, so no, we create a belt for you. And then it's not a mid-card belt because no, 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 no it's, it's not the same, titles, it's in the no. same whatever. It's the lineage, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, damn, and you still get your thing, and then you're burying people. I mean, we talked last a couple weeks ago about Anthony Gogo and his bullshit, and I'm not going to dive full on into that myself. Again, go back a couple weeks and listen to it and hear me go talk shit. Yeah. But the problem is this. Anthony Gogo wasn't in the position that he should have been in. He should have been trained longer. He was greener than goose shit. And they threw him out there and fed him to Cody before he was ever anything. Think about it. He never even had a chance. And the poor kid is now online starting Twitter beefs because he thinks he's a star. And really, he doesn't realize his career ended before it started. Facts. He got buried. You, the same shit happened to him. That was like the Ryback thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before. Remember, Ryback was, and I understand all of our feelings about Ryback. Everybody in chat right now, everybody at home is like, ah, oh, fuck Ryback. But think about it. When Ryback was first in as a face, the feed me more, Goldberg 2.0. Yeah, over like it. He was busters. over. And there was no reason for them to change that. But then they were like, oh, we got to feed somebody to Cena. They pulled the old Hogan trick. We got to feed somebody to Hulk. Well, they did it with Cena because Cena was a new Hogan. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they turn him heel for no reason. And then he gets beat by uh, Cena, and he never made a comeback. Because people are like, ah, fuck it now. We don't care. They could have rode that super white-hot babyface heat for another year. And yeah. when, when, when he finally was going to be stale, you could have fed him to somebody. But no, no, we're not going to do that. And that's what just happened to Anthony Gogo. That's what's happening to everybody else. Malachi Black, huge signing. Gone. Too bad, too bad he's doing fucking jobs for the Roadlander. Mm -hmm. Andrade. Same Big thing. Big signing. Gone. Fucking 
just doing jobs for the Roadlander. Why? Why? Why not build guys up? And I understand that we still have a good storyline going on, possibly, with Malachi Black. Cool. But how long is it taking to get there, though? But we are we going to feel like we're going to erase months of stank, where he was, like, dominating people with the lights going out and then getting beat by Cody Rhodes clean on television? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> No, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, that's the problem that for whoever's booking the creative there, they got to realize the temp in the room. And unfortunately, I don't think they've gotten it. And now given the belt to Cody, I'm fearing Reign of Terror 2.0 is coming. Oh, it's already here. Yeah, but it's like already now here. it's in full effect since he's got that TNT title. He's probably not going to drop it for another year. Pad says, Cody fell victim to what Harvey Dent said in The Dark Knight Rises. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I mean, you're not wrong, that. but you didn't have to say it. Uh, Lou says, fans finally realize that he only sees AEW as a means to an end, as if helping to destroy ROH wasn't enough proof of that. You know what? Fuck it. I back mean, to back. Wrong, back to back. Chat's on fire to tonight. Chat's I mean, on fire. Good Lord. But uh, no, man, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's, it's a whole lot of mess. It's a whole lot of mess, and I don't get it. So now, now, ladies and gentlemen, comes the interesting part, because there was after hours, there was stuff that did not get taped that everybody found out about, because after the show, they brought Hook to the ring. <gasps> Send for Hook. And we're not going to get into the no-sell thing, because here's, here's the deal. Do I like when guys sell? Absolutely. If he didn't sell, who cares? The Rhodes Lander doesn't sell in most matches. It used to be the Road Warrior Hawk. Now it's just the Cody Rhodes. When somebody just doesn't sell. But whatever. He didn't sell a fucking move. Whatever. Maybe there was a scenario. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe he's just green and he doesn't know the fuck to stay down a little longer. I don't know. I don't care. At the end of the day, it didn't hurt the match. So I'll, I'll just end that argument with people. Mm-hmm. If it hurt the match for you, okay, cool. That's cool. Then don't worry about it. If you fucking made him the greatest face of all time or whatever for you because of it, cool too. But I'm just saying, it didn't really affect it either way. Still a decent showing. No, I'm still showing. not ready to fucking crown him. Yeah. He looks good in the ring. Also, for those of people out there comparing him to his dad, yeah, he tries to give off his dad's vibes, and I, I wouldn't blame him. I mean, his dad was one of the biggest badasses of all time. Despite his height stature, he's also gigantic, uh, which his son is not. Uh, famously, what is it, 60-inch chest? Cause, Something cause like that, Big yeah, Show has a 58-inch chest, and Taz had a 60-inch chest. And Big Show's legit 7-foot, and Taz is legit like 5-foot-6. Taz it's, is stacked for his size. He's, he's gigantic. Just, Dude, if you look at how yeah. jacked Taz is still. Yeah. And not, and not shitting on it. I don't think that the hook needs to be jacked. But I get acting like your dad, and I dig it. As long as I get to see cool suplexes, I don't give a shit. And we've seen a bunch of those. Mm. He brought back the Kata Hajime, Taz Mission, whatever you want to call it. Now it's the Red Rum. Okay. I don't understand why Red Rum, because we haven't. There's no storyline. That's the bad part about Hook. They haven't dropped the fucking storyline for us. I wish they had. Because they build assassins. That's why. I wish they had. But I still think he's getting it done in the ring. But I still jury's out. Let's see where he's going to add in a fucking year from now. But here's the problem. He came out. He slapped Cody Rhodes in the face. I'm skipping over a bunch of parts, obviously. Sure. And Cody's like, oh, you can get away with it now. But next time we come back to Greensboro, which there is no return date to Greensboro. Unfortunately, though, there is a return date for North Carolina. And that is January the 8th for the belts night there. Oh, okay. The class of champions. Yeah, that's the next time. They're in North Carolina. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if that means Hook versus Cody, but if it does, that means Cody's going to do the. That means Hook's going to do the J O B, and then there goes fucking Hook too, and I'll be pissed. Honestly, then I'll be really pissed because that's two young talents that, if you want develop, could be fucking stars. That Cody Rhodes is like, nah, we're just going to beat them. 
I'm just going to give fair warning right now. Wrestling Twitter that night, if that match does happen and Cody does squash Hook, is going to explode and is going to be one of the most toxic cesspools you're ever going to see of how quickly they turn on Cody. Because Hook is beloved right now. And, I, you know, with the debate, too, like I said, I wasn't a fan of him no selling, but it didn't hurt my match opinion of it. But Hook is beloved right now by the AEW Kool-Aid drinkers right now. No, like you, yeah, you, he, He's the Teflon Don right now. But if Cody beats him, oh, that's going to be an ugly, ugly place. Uh, Pad says, Cody couldn't sell a candy bar to a child. Why would he sell someone else's moves? I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but you didn't have to say it. Lou I mean, says, well, wrong. apparently Hook is the number one merch seller in AEW right now. And as well as all we all know, where goes the T-shirts goes the titles. Yeah, WWE, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AEW, not so much. CM Punk was the number one merch seller prior to this and probably will go back to being number one when he gets a new shirt. And he ain't a champion. I understand we can get into that. By the way, let's talk about let's that's a good segue. Accidental segue. Because I need to talk about this face paint shit. First of all, the sting face paint was cool as shit. Yes. I want to throw that out there. Let's make this let's not make let's make this fucking completely clear. I dug the CM Punk style sting face paint. Probably one of his better looks. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't do it every week. No, no, but but it was cool for the moment, man. I dug it. The uh Darby Allen trying to pay homage to a one sting style. I didn't like because it looked half assed. Yeah, it was, it was so so. But let's get to CM Punk. <laughs> Dude, first of all, CM Punk's face paint did not look like Sting's. No. Go back and look at how Sting did his face paint. No time ever did Sting's face paint look like that. However, it did look like another person who used to be real close with the Sting. Uh huh. And of course, we all know who that is. It was his, 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 uh, Tag team partner. From the Blade Runners. Then the Blade Runners. The Dingo Warrior. Better known as the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And that's when the first thing I sent you a message, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. He's not paying homage to Sting. He's got the fucking old school Ultimate Warrior face gimmick on, baby. And I was like, man, I did make a, I did make a comment and I won't, I'll leave off of air. Yes. Because <laughs> I said I did compare him to, to, to how, how Ultimate Warrior looked. But still. Whew. I mean, the match, though, was surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Uh, one crazy spot, though, with MJF, though. Holy shit, man. But here's the thing. I want to... Dude, MJF is fucking... He'll kill himself in there. It's, it's yeah. For anybody who's doubting his in-ring prowess, they're fucking wrong. Right. No, I agree with you completely. But I will say this. It was a way better match than I thought it should have been. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about that match was the psychology was right. And I'm pretty sure that that was Punk. I'll give him credit there because it, it worked out to be a Punk match. MJF went out of his way not to touch punk mm-hmm. and to get away from punk. It was great. We got a, maybe a little tiny, I got a finger on you. It was perfect. Yeah. That's what you need to do in these matches. And then, you know, you have MJF doing the chicken shit heel thing. Like, ha, he ran for me. He didn't want a piece of me. <laughs> I loved it. I thought everything about that. Listen, going into that six man on dynamite, I was like, brother, brother, brother. This is going to be a fucking hard watch. And I watched it. I was like, you know what? Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, a lot better than expected. It was a very good. It was, it was, I shouldn't say very good. It was a good match, but great storytelling. And man, FTR proved once again why they are probably the best hands in the business and definitely the best tag team because, man, they were bumping all over the fucking place. Mm -hmm. If you guys have no faith in FTR, man, woo. And all I'm going to say is I got my tickets to Hammerstein. Let's make it happen. Briscoe's 
versus FTR in the Hammerstein Ballroom, January the 23rd. I still think that's a lock. I think it's the safest lock you can make right now. And I'm going to be there for it, and I'm going to mark out like a little fucking kid. I hope all the gold's on the line. All of it. It's got to be. Triple A titles. Fuck it. Have FTR win the AEW titles. Let's go. Four belts on the line in the Hammerstein. GCW tag titles, ROH tag titles, fucking AAA and AEW. Come on. Make it happen, Tony Khan. You want to open a forbidden door? Woo! Could you imagine, throw this scenario out there, the Wednesday night before Hammerstein, Briscoe's walk out, challenge FTR, and just make it very public right there for GCW. If oh. AEW wants to play the smart role, that's what you do. You know what? And you build off of that rabid fan base. Yep. Let's be honest. GCW does not have as big of a fan base as AEW, but it's got a rather sizable one. Sizable and loyal. And it's and it's a fan base that turned out in droves when you had uh, Nick Gage as the main event. Mm-hmm. So they'll turn out in droves again if you're featuring some of their guys. And right now, the Briscoes are as GCW as it gets. Yep. I get to see them on uh, January the 1st. We'll talk about that in, a, oh. in the main event, too, because that could be the greatest match of the weekend. Jesus, that's going to be but, a fire match. Bro, I'm just saying, this week AEW did a good job, for the most part. I just I just don't understand the rules. I think, once again, it's an opinion. And everybody out there on the internet, I just want to do what we do on other shows. Man, an opinion is an opinion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean any of your opinion is better than anybody else's. It just means it's your opinion. And I'm sure some people think that Roadslander winning was great fucking storytelling. It was amazing. I think, you know, there's people on the cross line. And that's fine. As long as you're happy, I'm happy for you. I just don't think it makes sense. And I don't think that, uh, you know, it's it's a very good booking decision. As somebody who was in the booking business, don't think it was a very good booking decision, in my opinion. No, I agree with you. I mean, but we all knew it was coming. That's the problem. That... Should they have done it with Sammy and, and and essentially, you know, throw him to the wayside like Malachi Black was and Andrade was after you go through the Roadslander? You don't come back right away, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him now. And then that reaction Wednesday night with Cody coming out with the belt, that is going to be something. Ooh, that's going to be booze for days. Yeah, and you got that Roadslander heat, which if you keep throwing gas on that fire, it is never going to get put out. I agree wholeheartedly. But we have one more thing to talk about before we take our break. And that, of course, is a reminder. Uh, it was it was a sad reminder. Uh, sorry, Lou says, would you consider it a good booking decision if he was full-on heel? I don't know. Because at this point in juncture, he's not full-on heel either. Like, he's not getting the... Like, I don't know if turning him heel is the answer even at this point because it's beyond heel. Like, right now, what you need to do with Cody Rhodes, honestly, is take him off TV for mm. a while. Like, quite honestly, he needs to just go away for a little bit. You know, heart uh, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's a tough question because if he was a full heel going into this match, I think it would make sense. But then again, I also just thought this going a different direction with Sammy eventually losing. Like, I thought he would lose by revolution at the latest. And I honestly thought he was going to lose to CM Punk. I, that's a good point. I that's, thought too. That's who I thought was going. But that's why I said the Moxley factor, I think, really threw plans off. And then they just plugged in Cody because. He's, you know, he's a needle mover, love it or hate it. He's going to get a reaction out of that crowd. Sammy, unfortunately, wasn't doing the job. So I think that this is kind of the big band-aid on the open wound. Well, if you still go by Revolution, maybe at Revolution you have CM Punk versus uh, the Roadslander. That'd be smart for that belt. Or if you want to do the right thing, you have the Roadslander drop that belt to MJF. I agree. You, you have MJF way. versus Punk, and you can have MJF go over instead of doing the job. And it solidifies him as a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem right now is with the Cody Rhodes stuff is that Cody is gone beyond 
heel heat. He's gone with that go away heat, and that's the problem. Yeah, he's like, there's, there's there is a difference between I getting heat and that makes me a heel and go away heat. And we've seen go away heat from a lot of people in the past. I mean, famously, we all call it X-Pac heat because there was a point in juncture where X-Pac had, had go away heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would compare it more to like Vicky Guerrero when WWE thought that she was like in her prime of things wasn't. The fans didn't boo her because they were like, oh, man, we don't like her wrestling character. They just wanted her to go to fuck away. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it got annoying because remember she was hooking up with, like, it was started with Edge and her and Dolph Ziggler. Like, she did the same storyline over and over and over again. Now, mind you, that's not completely her fault, but fans still took it out on her because she's the performer. Right. And that's what, but Cody could change all this. Cody's problem was when he first started hearing the reactions from the fans, he should have been a good enough and smart enough worker to go, okay, let's steer into it. I.e., perfect example, WrestleMania 18, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Hulk Hogan coming into that match is the heel, the NWO. He's the heel. The Rock is the face because he was the fucking people's champ. During that match, the crowd spoke volumes and started chanting for Hogan louder. So what did The Rock do without second thought in a match? Started working heel. Mm-hmm. Started doing, taking like little heel things, changing his facial expressions, doing the extra kick, holding Hogan's face in the on the rope a little longer. And at the end of it, to tie a nice little bow on it, came back and helped him out to make sure he was still a face. See what I'm saying? You could have steered out of it, but with Cody, he should have steered completely into being a heel, in my opinion, because the crowd just is like, we're tired of your shit, and he should have just been that evil heel. Like, okay, I'm just, who cares if I'm tired? But instead, what he did is he purposely went out in interviews, real interviews, not ones where he was working, and went, I'm never going to, I'll retire before I, I do a heel run, was his exact quote. He said that at a conference call for AEW, I will retire before I do a heel run. Do you think maybe it's with all the influx of new faces there that he is really fighting to stay on top and thus really pushing himself towards that title belt? I would say this. I would say there is some some fire to that smoke. I would say that for the longest time in AEW, we said the two biggest names in order were Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) you know, Chris Jericho is always a goat. Yeah. So he's always going to be towards the top. I mean, he's taking some time off and he's doing Fozzie and all that shit, but he deserves it. But he's still a GOAT. No matter what, Chris Jericho's over like gangbusters and will will forever be. And it's deserving. Yeah. But now you have Brian Danielson and CM Punk in this company. So now Cody's falling back to like the fifth, sixth spot. Easy. Not to mention if you start going with a homegrown, you know, the AW faithful have their favorites. Hangman Page is one of them, as mm-hmm. we've talked about in the past. Darby. Darby's one of them. Orange Cassidy's one of them. So like... The further and further he slips, I think that there is some issue with that because I think that he wants to be, honestly, he wants to be his dad. Yeah. He wants everybody to love him, like Dusty. The problem is he's not Dusty, and this is also not the 1980s. If Dusty booked himself the way Dusty was booking himself in the 1980s, God rest his soul, I don't think he would be getting cheered. No, again, no, it'd be a completely different reaction. I don't think a heel and a face is what it was in 1980. Or even in 1990, Austin changed all of that. In my opinion, the mm-hmm. gray attitude, the, you know, the attitude era, if you will, but Austin in particular, yeah, because Austin never was a face. He did heel shit and got cheered. Because think about it, he never once acted like a face. I mean, he used to play into the cadence a little bit. No, he, like he'd make a save here and there, but that's the closest he ever got. But think about it, he did heel shit though. Oh, yeah. He won matches by cheating. 
Baby faces don't do that. And then you had The Rock right after him. Same shit. Yeah. And then WWE tried to bring back that white meat baby face and John Cena, and we see where that got him. It made a lot of money because women and children loved it because superhero. Yeah. Superhero Cena. But, but I don't think it made sense for wrestling fans. That's why he was booed overwhelmingly, even though he was doing a good job. Yeah, this is Mark Marks versus kid money. Right. And money will keep you on top, maybe. Mm-hmm. Money, and, and, and that's, and I mean, Lou had a point when he said t-shirt money. That's true. In WWE, at least. Yeah, WWE is different, but AEW is a whole different ballgame. AEW does things a little differently, and that's not a bad thing, by the way. No, no. I don't think t-shirt money should determine that, because you can be over and selling merch and not be a champion. I mean, shit, right now there's a guy who's not even signed and hopefully keep buying his merch because he's injured, and Dan Housen that makes a shit ton of money in merch. Mm -hmm. Shit ton of money. Even how injured this dude is still making money. Yeah, he's hustling. And that's good for him, and I love it. Kudos to that, too. And by the way, speaking of vlogs, he does his vlogging character. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you so i mean there you go he lives the gimmick i mean he doesn't because i've seen him without the gimmick yeah but when he is when he's doing anything dan Housen related we don't see him without the face paint and the voice because that voice and face paint isn't his there is some interviews as a matter of fact shout out to our good friend chris van vliet mm-hmm. he has a video he is one of the few shoot interviews with dan Housen out of character yeah which is really good. If you ever want to see it, it's fucking great. He talks about his struggles in the business and how he came up with the Dan Housen character and how the character he can't believe got over because it was a horror gimmick. Like, if you go back and you look at some of the old Dan Housen stuff, he was putting plastic bags over his head and it looked like blood was coming it was out a of weird him. Time. It was fucking crazy. And that turned into very nice, very evil. And uh, Lou says he needs all the money to buy his blimp housing. Exactly. Give all your sacks of money to Dan Housen. Or give us all the sacks of money, and we'll share some of those sacks of money with Dan Housen. I think he'd stand by that. I think he would, too. Or be cursed. <laughs> I love Dan Housen, but I, I digress. I, I, I really think there's a lot of things. I, I just I think the nicest thing for Cody would be to, drop, to, to be a transitional champ, hold it for a couple months, drop the belt to whoever they're going to drop it to, and then go, I'm going to go away for six months. Enjoy the life in the back and shit. Not be seen. Because really, I think the, the absence makes a heart grow fonder. Look how many times. Cena would be he, uh, hated. He'd leave for a fucking year, come back, and the crowd loves him. Now the crowd loves him as soon as he hears music. Yeah. Because we don't see him all the time. Absence makes a heart grow fonder. And that's what Cody needs to do. And when he comes back, he needs to make, either change up his style, not in the ring, but change up his, like, I'm the center of attention style. Because I think that's really why he's getting booed. And switch either to being a straight-on fucking heel and owning it and being a straight heel, and then that would work, or he needs to change it up completely if he wants to be a face. Choices is. He's got to do something, though. Ball's in his court, but he needs to do something. But before we take a break, let's get to the next part, because I did want to answer that question. Very good question. Uh, We, of course, this week, uh, actually yesterday, was the uh, one-year anniversary of the death of Brody Lee. Very trying times. AEW put out a very nice thing. Everybody, mm-hmm. of course, showing how much he still loved a year later. Of course, uh, personally, I, I did get to work with Brody quite a bit. Got to, you know, I could consider ourselves friends. I'm not saying I was his best friend, mm-hmm. but we definitely talked. And, you know, I, I can remember giving him a super long extended hug uh, the last night he worked in the indies for us and before he went to uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing what was going on, you know, if we'd ever see him back in New York or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, it was, it was, uh, of course, very sad, took it very hard. I kind of was there, so he knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we have made a thing for every year that we're doing an award show because we're a fucking podcast. So why wouldn't we do an award show? And we said we would honor from then on, call him the Brodies. We did it last year. 
in honor of him. And this year, of course, it'll be back to being the Brodies. And that will be next week on this show in the main event slot. We will be giving out our awards for best wrestler, best uh, event, uh, up and comer, what the fuck moment. There's a ton of stuff that we'll be giving out there. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys that production note and uh, also to point out the fact that, you know, one year and still never is still not forgotten. I don't think it's going to I think it could be five years, 10 years, 20 years. He'll never be forgotten. And that speaks volumes of who he for Absolutely. who he was. And in our own little way, we, we we honor him every January because the first episode of of the show in January every year will be our year ending awards because we do them from January 1st to December 31st. And we still have a contender on December 31st, as we will talk about in the main event. Yes, but sir. Uh, once again, uh, rest rest easy, my friend. Uh, another year goes by, never forgotten. So, with Brody Lee, and then with that, uh, the Bat Dan. Happy holidays, gentlemen. Yes. Happy holidays, my happy friend. Happy holidays. But uh, with that being said, also sad news out of the world of independent wrestling to go into break force. Unfortunately, uh, Marcus Crane uh, was. Uh, everybody found out today that he has passed away. I did not work with Marcus, uh, but. A lot of people that I know did. I got some really good stories that he was a really good human being, a really good individual. Uh, he had some health issues. He's had some demons in his past. I don't know why, and I'm not going to speculate on why he's passed on. I just know that there's a lot of people out there hurting, and uh, he was part of the GCW Northeastern family of wrestlers. So, you know, by our hearts and prayers go out to his family, his friends, his fans. Uh, very sad news to hear uh, almost a year to the day, and another from what I can gather, awesome fucking human being. Yeah. So always sad to hear when those things happen. So uh, Marcus Crane, you know, rest easy, my my brother. And uh, hopefully, you know, when you get there, you can give a hug to Grant and Brody and everybody else there waiting on the other side, man. Wow. Well, with that being said, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to be talking some WWE, believe it or not, Ken M, including yeah. day one. But uh, uh, we're just going to pounce it out to break. Uh, the song you'll hear when we go to break is uh, by our good friends Shout at the Robots. It's the, actually the theme song for the uh, Three Founders podcast. It's called Fail Better. Check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music. We'll be right back with the mid-card. Time to jump back into it. Time for the mid card, and of course, the mid card is brought to you this week by Excite Wrestling. Excite Wrestling has a huge, huge 
start of the year show coming up this Saturday, January the 1st. And it is the year of the Excite. Changed from the year of the Peacock for yeah. for for. Reasons. Good reasons, uh, reasons, and if John Mo- Johnny Moose is listening to this, reasons we told him not to do it to begin with. He's still running both posters up. He is, but he's he's being smart about it. Yes, at least he didn't do the uh, just all in on it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that's this upcoming Saturday. We do not have the information if it's going to be on Twitch or not. It may very well be on Twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. It might be. I can't guarantee. Also, keep your eyes on uh, twitch.tv slash 6 7 podcast because I usually host it if it is live. I will be in New Jersey. We're talking about it once again. <laughs> we keep saying it, but it will be talked about in the main event. I will be in New Jersey, but I will be watching probably Cobra Kai when the, the show starts. Yes. Because the uh, uh, GCW show doesn't start till 8 p.m. So I won't be down in the carousel room until like 7. So I'm just throwing it out there. If it goes down, I will keep my eyes. So won't Ken M. Ken M will be in attendance or not be in attendance for this one? Uh, we have to uh, say 50-50 right now. There might, be a, there might be a prior obligation, but if not, I'll be on Twitch and I'll be maybe doing some live tweeting about it if I can't make it there in person. There you go. Of course, uh, what do we got going on for the event? Just drop it on to people. So what is going on is Excite Wrestling Presents 2022, the year of Excite, of the Excite, I'm sorry, uh, going live from the X in Johnson City, New York, going on 6 p.m. this coming Saturday. Oh, no, actually, no, the after party's at 6 p.m. He's going real early with this. The doors are open at 2 p.m. Show starts at 3. In the co-main event, it is TJ Epics versus Sean Carr in a in Excite International Championship ladder match. There you go. So it's going to be a rematch from the last card. And you, we also know that Bill Collier is going to be defending the Excite heavyweight title. And in the main event, or one of the featured matches, the one that definitely caught my eye, so I'm going to call it the main event, Dalton Castle coming straight from Ring of Honor, is going to be returning back to upstate New York to take on the one and only Dan Barry. Very good times. If you would like all information about Excite, go to ExciteWrestling.com. Get all your Excite Wrestling uh, news from there. And, of course, follow them on all social medias. They're Excite Wrestling on... uh, uh, They're Excite Wrestling, sorry, on Facebook. They are also at Excite Wrestling on Twitter. So there you go. Drop it down there. And you always see them. We tag them and everything. Mm -hmm. There you go. But anyways... Thank you for sponsoring the mid-card. Yes. Let's talk about what we're talking about in the mid-card. And that, of course, is WWE's also got a show going down on Saturday, January 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Peacock. Not to be confused with the year of the Peacock. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's the Peacock. And that, of course, is day one. Of course, let's talk about the elephant in the room first. Uh, there had been... Uh, 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 well, sorry... Me, I haven't watched WWE in months, but I'm bored. Let's turn on Raw. Raw, here's some 24-7 stuff. What up, Stu? (laughs) There it goes. Well, here's the problem. WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Where do we begin? Had a slight outbreak, allegedly. We're saying allegedly, of the COVIDs. And not to anybody on the pay-per-view, from what we understand. But in response, they said, fuck this. We're pulling everybody from the pay-per-view, from every show until Saturday, January 1st. Possibly the best idea they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, I Thoughts on uh, that move? Very bold strategy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense because you want to save the show, the one that's, you know, the money show, if you will. Right. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bold strategy right there. And uh, let's be honest, dude. I'll tell you straight out, I haven't watched a WWE product outside of NXT, which... 
Huh, it's become a chore lately as well. Actually, I didn't watch NXT last Tuesday because I was at uh, Spider-Man No Way Home for the second time. Took Aiden that day. Uh, but anyways, uh, I haven't watched the WWE, uh, like Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view for months. I've caught a couple of glimpses here and there of Raw and a couple, a couple of glimpses here and there of SmackDown. It, it's something. I mean, I hear the news coming across the wire and I see some of the clips on YouTube, but I've not watched the product. I can't even say it. Uh, he says, I have not watched NXT in the 2.0 era. You know, some of it wasn't too bad, and some of it's been really bad. It's been a mixed bag of things, trust me. Yeah, if there are quote-unquote new pillars are there, the only one you should be watching right now is Braun... Uh, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. And Carmelo Hayes is getting better. Yeah, yeah. He has, he has the... Uh, I think he has the talent to be, like, the next MVP. If you yes. Uh, Pat says, Rollins tweeted, Merry COVID Christmas to me. I love football. When the Bears won, I'd be concerned. <laughs> He's Jeez. fucking dickhead. I love Seth Rollins, by the way. Uh, so anyways, um, they pulled everybody to protect the pay-per-view. Don't blame them. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what they do have announced for the pay-per-view, though, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I, I, I will break it down as much as we can because I, once again, been out of the loop. Uh, first up, I see here we have uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. The Usos going up against the New Day. This is a fight forever. I'm not upset about it. Solid match. Uh, I, I'm going to say Usos retain, but this will be a, an entertaining match nevertheless whenever these four get together. Lou says, don't you dare talk about the future GOAT, Von Wagner. Well, Stu, are you familiar yeah, with Von Wagner? Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that... Anybody cares about Von Wagner? Yeah, I'm with you, Lou. The love, the love child of the great Kali. <laughs> Who did I say the originally? It was fucking hilarious when oh, I originally said it. it was the great Kali and somebody. Kind of looks like it too. Of course, he's uh, he's the Marty Jannetty of the Beverly Brothers kid. Yeah. Uh, Stu says I saw him on War Games, but I knew nothing about him. That's better to keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, keep it that way, my friend. Uh, next up, we have the match that is keeping is making the Miz leave Las Vegas, Nevada early. That's right. Because uh, Edge versus The Miz is a thing that's happening at day one, which I'm all for the match. But the reason why he's going to be in Las Vegas is because on the 31st, the one and only Matt Cardona is getting married Oh, at midnight. So The Miz, that's why he won't be in Atlantic City for the GCW shows. Why he lost his smile, if you will, uh, is because they're getting married. And The Miz is going to be there, but is now going to have to take a red eye (laughs) to to go and perform on the first. So it's kind of a funny joke going. Uh, Pat says, Von Wagner exists, and that's all we need to know. And even that's too much. I agree with you, Pat. Uh, This next match, you're going to have to fill me in about it as much as possible. Okay. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Okay, so what they've been doing is they're setting up a feud now with him and Happy Corbin. And the sword, which name escapes me right now, uh, Madcap and Happy got stuck in a table. They had to pull it out like King Arthur Excalibur style. They've been doing this whole like gimmick between those two. Uh, this should be over and done with very quickly with Drew McIntyre. Uh, go doing Drew McIntyre. Stu says Angela. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, like that was the only thing I caught this week was they had it stuck in a desk, and you were trying to see Madcap and Happy pull it out, and then <laughs> all of a sudden Drew came down and pulled it out. It was like sort of stone. And I will say it was a very entertaining thing though at the end of the night because they had the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street brawl, and Madcap got planted in the face with a, a Christmas present. 
Uh, Lou says what they've been doing is destroying Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Point but you didn't have to point say it. Lou. I mean, good lord. Uh, yeah. So my only hope here, my only hope here is from what I caught from you and what I've caught from the internet, my only hope here is that they're just trying to waste some time before we get Drew versus Roman. Because I feel like that's the only thing. This, You know what this is, though? This is that whole, like, you know, dead space between Rumble and, and Survivor Series. Like, you know, there's always that one throwaway feud nobody pays attention to and then goes away by Rumble. That's what's going to happen here with Drew. Mm, well, I hope so. It's got to. Stu said they've been destroying Drew McIntyre since Mania. I wouldn't say that. The Mania match was really good. Mania and Lashley was actually really good. Mania was solid, but after that, it, it's been a slow, it has like, been a slow decline. It's, yeah, it's just kind of, it's in waves. I mean... I mean, I wouldn't have changed Lashley being champion because I did enjoy that, believe it or not. But he needed the whole Hurt Business with him. Though. But I think that they, they made a lot of mistakes along the yes. way. But I think he, him being champion was good. I don't know. Uh, I, I just hope, hope and pray that they do go with Roman versus Drew because I don't know who else you have for Roman outside of Brock. <sighs> well, I mean, it should be Sami Zayn. But... Well, they painted themselves in a corner yes. too because, yeah, that's what they do. But anyways. Uh, we have a SmackDown Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch is going to be defending against Liv Morgan. I've heard some uh, big rumblings on the interwebs about this. Liv has really stepped her game up for this. I, I have to give her credit for this. I'm not down we get an end new. I'm really not because she has definitely put herself in that ultimate underdog role. She's coming up. She, you know, Becky had a cheat to beat her last time. So they've definitely built this feud up the right way. So I think now is time. If you're going to do it, do it. I agree. Stu says Roman should keep the title until WrestleMania 40. I mean, you're not wrong. Stu is on the board. But you didn't have to say <laughs> yeah. it. I at mean, this point. Well, unfortunately, at this point, I mean, if he if he ain't, he hasn't lost to anybody, we're in trouble. Yeah. We're in big time, big trouble. Uh, you know, the only person that really can realistically take the belt off him at this point is Brock, only because Brock's like, what's the word I'm looking for? He is uh, impervious to any kind of heat that way. Yeah. Because it's, it's Brock Lesnar. It's weird. I don't want to see it, but it's weird. Because Brock should just be the attraction he is. And I love what he's been doing with Sami Zayn. I have caught those clips because it's fucking masterful. If this was still the WWE Network, I need a reality show with those two just oh, traveling together. Buddy cop show. Oh, my God, yeah. Buddy cop show. I love it. That and Blackman's Bounties. Let's talk about... <laughs> hey, let's bring it back, baby. Uh, let's talk about the WWE Championship match, shall we? Your champion, Big E, defending against Bobby Lashley and the newly re-signed Kevin Owens. In a triple threat match. It's actually a fatal four-way because Seth Ooh, Rollins is in there. They have now added Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is in there. They because did not update it on their own website. Because they have <laughs> they have that whole faction going of SRKO. Because now Rollins and Owens are now together as a unit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, so that, that's been something that's happening. I, I mean, this one, I hope Big E wins. I really do. And still, you're hoping? I'm, I'm hoping and still. But I, I got a bad feeling it's going to be Seth Rollins walking out with this. Yeah. That is a bad feeling. Last but certainly not least, for the Universal Championship, the big dog, Roman Reigns, defending against Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, this match could be real good. The big X factor here is Paul Heyman. Ah, I like how they've been playing the story. Yes, and I fully see Heyman costing Lesnar the match as his way to get back in Roman's good graces. I'm going to go on a limb. I got a conspiracy. Sami Zayn is going to cost Roman Reigns the belt. Could you? On accident. Sami Zayn is going to go to like Haluva kick, 
Brock. Brock's gonna move. He's gonna pl- he's gonna plaster fucking uh, Roman. F five one two three, and then after the match, Brock's gonna Brock and him are gonna hug it out, and, and Sammy's just gonna have the like, yay, we're friends. <laughs> I need this. I need this now, dude. That is the only storyline acceptable way. I'm, I'm being serious. It's got to. I'm being serious. Uh, passes ultimate swerve. Heyman accompanied by Cesaro cost Roman the belt. That could be an ultimate swerve as well. But come on, Sammy Zayn, while trying to cost Brock, we'll say that accidentally kicks uh, Roman. F5, one, two, three, and then he has to act like, oh, man, we're friends. Yes. Stu goes, as always, you book better than WWE. Well, exactly. It's well, not going to happen, but it's a lot of fun. Actually, they didn't update the website because Sammy has an Intercontinental t- title match against uh, Shinsuke. By the way, this is on their own website, yeah. and I got it today. So. No, because I, I remember they did the uh, Ooh, Christmas double Eve. champs. Yeah. It's the it's the Sammy and Brock connection. The power the trip. Oh, dude, the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. Two-man conspiracy theory. Oh, so good. This is what I need in my life. And then we can get Brock Lesnar to come out in Sammy's uh, conspiracy shirts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It'd be great. And you know Lesnar would do it. It'd be fucking hilarious. You Lesnar shaking down people when Sammy's saying it's a conspiracy <laughs> against him and just Lesnar. The just... double champs. And then what we need is they need to win the tag titles, too. For some reason, they just I'm... need to head up with all the belts. I'm for it. Give them all the belts. I'm for this. You know what? We need to book this like Bob Holly wanted to be booked as champion. Give me the belt and let me beat everybody. I need to get that in the board. I don't know if that exists somewhere. But we got to find that. Yeah, if you guys don't know, I'll give you a quick uh, synopsis. At one point in juncture, Bob Holly pitched to WWE Creative. Uh, he was at somehow he was at a creative meeting, <laughs> and they were trying to figure out who should become champion. He just looked. He literally out loud goes, "Well, how about I got an idea? You give me the belt, and you let me beat everybody." And uh, obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> I, I I would love to have seen that. I would have. I you know, hey, uh, he did the Lord's work today on your pewter. If you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> Facts. Oh, where's he? Where's he when we have all this internet problems? Uh, ladies no. and gentlemen, uh, that's whatever. That's just what the world needs. Bob Holly, uh, ladies and gentlemen, though this Saturday, January the first, is is got a lot of action going on. I will not be watching day one. <laughs> uh, next week we will give you the results, but I will not be watching day one because I will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, we'll talk about that once again in the main event. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it, on paper, this doesn't look horrible. No, on paper, this looks like a very solid card. I mean, it's not one of the big five, but it'll get the job done for WWE, who obviously, who, in my opinion, they really need a solid pay-per-view to carry, a, you know, get some momentum on their side going into WrestleMania. This is one on paper. So far, it looks okay. I hear you. I hear you. Lou says, in my opinion, keep that belt on Roman until SummerSlam. Get Steiner ready. Have him be the one. Having Roman drop that belt to anyone other than a future star would be a waste. I, true. It could be true. But it could be real entertaining if Sami Zayn costs him the belt and we get more of Brock and Sammy. Just saying, real entertaining. I'm okay with that. I'm going with entertainment value here, Lou. But I can see that happening. That would kind of be, you know what, though, in a weird way, actually the real booking for that, uh, you, you might be onto something. Here's the real booking for that. Follow me here. Brock becomes champion. Brock carries the belt to SummerSlam. Ron Breaker just defeats Brock for the belt. Reason being is that a young Brock Lesnar once defeated The Rock at SummerSlam to become the youngest WWE champion at the time. And here we could go full circle 20 years later and have the next future star do the same. I'm down for it. And solidify Braun Breaker as really the next big thing. Huh? But that won't happen because it's too logical. Uh, Stu says it's true, but we thought the same thing of the streak. Vince doesn't give big moments up to newcomers. Um, 
The problem with the streak was kind of like the problem with beating Roman at this point in juncture. It was, if you give it, if you had a new guy beat the taker for the streak, there was a possibility the fans turn on that person. Like, as much as people would love to talk about they should have done it for Bray Wyatt, there was a legitimate fucking problem that what if the fans turned on that person? Mm. Like, you got to remember, when the streak came to an end that night with Brock Lesnar, the crowd was silent. Yeah, your pin drop. Which is not what you want to hear at a wrestling event. If you've ever been part of, like, booking or anything like that, you book everything to a reaction. You either want a lot of a, ser- a, a loud noise of booze or a lot of cheers. When the crowd goes silent... It doesn't mean necessarily did something bad. It actually just means that they don't know what to think. Yeah. And that's never a good thing. And if that happens to a young wrestler, what do you do? You know, with Brock, like I said, he's kind of heat proof because it doesn't matter. He's Brock Lesnar. If you do that to a young guy, and I, I know Bray Wyatt was the favorite of a lot of people. If you do that to him, the crowd might never fucking get behind him. Period. You just have Cody do the run in and get the pin. <laughs> see, Cody is a see. By the way, when you have heat like Cody, once again, you get that Roselander heat. You can do anything. You can do whatever you want because when you have that Roselander heat, whoo, whoo. You know, it's 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 an interesting place to be. I don't I don't really know the answer to that because once again, it's it's a hard line. We don't know what it would have happened because it didn't happen, but we do know what happened when the streak went away. And it wasn't really the reaction I think anybody in their right mind was looking for, especially WWE and their planners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could only imagine that it would really hurt a young ca- career, unfortunately. Yeah, they gave it fans to like, Grayson Waller. Listen, yeah, fans yeah. are – look. Well, speaking of which, there you go. Dude, no matter what Grayson Waller does now, nobody gives a shit because that, that Johnny Gargano thing was not good heat for him. No. Because the crowd loves Johnny Gargano, and they should have just let him go in the sunset, and they kind of just tanked that kid's career. And now they got this weird program with him and AJ Styles in NXT because they're trying to get him over. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's it's, it's not going to work because no. once again, sometimes when you beat a loved character like the Undertaker is, like a, like Johnny Gargano was, it's hard to come back from it. And that's the that is the one downside to having a young guy go over in that situation. Now Brock, people like Brock, but he's not loved. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a handful of guys that are in that Undertaker, Johnny Gargano, and NXT realm. You know, Shawn Michaels is one of those guys. That was hard to have him go. Mm-hmm. You know, you you had the right. That's why Taker was the perfect person to beat him at WrestleMania because people were like, well, on one hand we got the one guy we love with the streak, and on the other hand we got the one guy we love that you know is just Mr. WrestleMania. So I'm like, eh. one's lost at Mania, <laughs> one hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and that's really kind of where the toss up came in. But it's real hard. Like it is really a hard gambit to run. I know, because I've in the indies, unfortunately, we've had those decisions, and the yeah. crowd's gone, and the crowd goes mild, and you're like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Picked the wrong one. You know, sometimes you have the, Amer- the American Wolves winning the tag titles in front of a packed house, and the crowd goes ballistic, and sometimes you have, you know, a lesser-known talent uh, go over on a beloved talent in Binghamton, New York, and uh, the crowd just goes, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. See, I booked a different thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to go on right. That's fact. That Anyways, with that being said, <laughs> enough about that. We are going to take our final, final break of the show. You're going to see uh, information about the three fighters on the screen, and we're going to hear a good friend, Tom Jolu. So it's called When Life Gives You Lemons, Have a Party. Uh, find him on uh, Bandcamp, Sp- Spotify, and YouTube Music. Also, if you're in the 607, look for him live because he's fucking torrid, man. Yeah. He's doing it, and he's awesome. Big things coming Dude, up. Dude, he's awesome. I love, I love, I love, I love my good friend Tom Jolu, and I love his music, so support him, support him, support him. When we come back, it's time for the main event. 
And we are talking once again, believe it or not. And I know Lou's going to get excited. Game Changer Wrestling is back. Huge weekend of action. Holy shit, huge. And I will be there live. So we're talking about that when we come back from this break. This week's 607 TWS. And before we dive into the main event segment, a couple, couple notables. First and foremost, uh, next week is a huge show. Not only will it be the Brodies, like I mentioned before, giving out the year ending. Uh, if you guys, if you guys want to send out, we'll be putting it on Facebook. So at Three Fighters Pod, at OD Parley Hour, we'll be putting up some of the topics, and you guys can feel free, and we'll read them on the air of your picks. But we will be giving our picks for you know things like match of the year, event of the year, wrestler of the year, both male and female, uh, up and comer, uh, breakout superstar, uh, worst moment, <laughs> worst <laughs> moment of the year, what the fuck moment of the year is one of them as well, and so much more. Uh, that will be coming up next week, but also next week we'll be we'll be reviewing the GCW weekend and my experiences there. But more importantly, it will be the preview to Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, and then of course the following week we will be joined by Tyler from Second Suitor. He's a huge he's he's just as big of a New Japan fan as I am, and we will be talking everything New Japan and we're going over. So we are in Wrestle Kingdom season, and I cannot wait for it. So there's a big there's the first big announcement. Mm-hmm. Second big announcement has to do with Game Changer Wrestling. Game Changer Wrestling set the world on fire. They made a huge announcement on Twitter. And I got it first on Patreon, but they got it out there. On Christmas Day, they gave a gift. In February, they will be coming to Atlanta, Georgia. Ooh. So GCW is expanding to Atlanta, Georgia, and they will be running the same uh, center stage. That is where Ring of Honor and... Uh, NWA ran out of. So they will be running that venue in February, adding another date to Game Changer Wrestling. Really, Game Changer Wrestling stepping it up. We've got shows and dates all over the place, including the lead up to the huge show on January 23rd at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. If you're not familiar, get familiar. This is a perfect time to get on board with what GCW is doing because they are doing some phenomenal cards. Speaking of the Hammerstein, you ready for this big news? Hammerstein Ballroom, and I know you knew this, Ian Riccoboni will be calling the Ring of Honor world title match between Blake Christian and your champion, Jonathan Gresham, 
at that show. Get ready for a hell of a night. He did ask if he could, he could swear, which Tony Deppin did ensure him that KG, in <laughs> fact, swears, says, All the time. says says the F-bomb at least every other minute. Yes. So feel free to swear as much as you want. Uh, also, we have a new inductee into the uh, Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. Okay, who? Uh, I do believe that it just came down this week that we will be inducting posthumously, sorry, uh, the uh, late great Tracy Smothers. Oh, okay. Oh, excellent. So choice. he joins the in- inaugural class along with Homicide, Dave Prazak, who has got a hot ticket rumor to be his inductor. And of course, uh, also when there is Jerry Lynn and uh, Ruckus. So it's a great inaugural class. Of course, Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, new thing that GCW is being a part of. And that's going to go down the night before world on gcw and uh just a little peek behind the curtain we haven't got a confirmation yet but allegedly dave prazak will be inducted in by one of his really good friends uh just happened to be named uh, pepsi man yes if you listen to dan Housen. so with that being said though let's talk about this upcoming weekend i know that uh lou is excited lou have you ordered gcw's weekend pass yet uh which we will also have because i'm sure ken will be watching from mm-hmm. the comforts of home and I will actually be in the carousel room in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the showboat. I'll actually be staying at the showboat. It's going to be a good time. We'll be uh, So keep your eyes out at 3 Fenders Pod on Twitter. I'll be throwing out a bunch of like pictures, videos, reactions, all sorts of crazy stuff done. He, Lou says done. Uh, the best way to really do it if you've are if if you want if you've never checked out GCW before, this one, I'm going to be, I'm going to forewarn you. There is a couple death matches, I think one per night, including one that's a huge ticket item. For a lot of people. But if you want to do it, the best way to do it is both nights and really enjoy. Uh, they're going to be live on Friday, December 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Saturday, January 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to break down those cards for you. But it's a really good ticket. This is a good time to try out. Uh, the next big shows that they're having after this will be in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I do believe they're also making a quick stop in uh, Detroit City. Detroit is a and loaded card. And Chicagoland once again before hitting the Hammerstein Ballroom in January 23rd. Uh, so it's a big month, big couple months. We're already loaded into February and March. It's a great time to be a GCW fan, and it's a and I, we're all on it. We're people who are all on board. Mm-hmm. We've been on board with GCW for a long time, and we're just spreading the gospel of of good wrestling. If you've heard that it's just deathmatch wrestling, it is not just deathmatch wrestling. If you don't like death matches, you can just not watch the deathmatch on the card. You will not be disappointed with the rest of the matches on the card. I promise you. That. Facts. Let's talk about it, shall we? Yeah, let's do this. It will start on 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Friday, December 31st. The show is called Till Infinity. Not beyond, but Till Infinity. Ready for it? Let's do it. In a singles match, GCW Women's Division, we have the newcomer, just came in from Australia, Charlie Evans, going one-on-one with... The notorious one, Ali Catch. Sign me up. Take my money. This is going to be an absolute barn burner right here. This could get real hardcore, too, yes. because Charlie Evans is a deathmatch wrestler, mm-hmm. and we know that uh, Ali Catch doesn't hesitate to cut a motherfucker. Facts. Absolute facts right there. Hey, I don't know if this is his first appearance on in the indies since he got released from WWE, but it's one of them, and it's definitely his highest profile, Ho-Ho Loon. Mm. We'll be going one-on-one with a different kind of boy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking, fucking Lloyd. Lloyd. And Jimmy Lloyd, man, he can do it all. He's a hybrid wrestler. He can deathmatch wrestle. He can he can regular wrestler. He's he's good. Yeah, this will be a, a, a good test for Jimmy. And obviously, with a high-profile debut, 
you know everybody's going to step it up for this one. You know, I, I really think that that's cool for Ho-Ho Loon, too. He's going to get to be in front of a rabid crowd in Atlantic City. It'll be a packed house in the carousel room. I'll guarantee you that much. This is going to be a good time. Next up, we do have... Well, it's not next up because I don't know the order, but next up on our list is a fucking death match. Akira, who was originally supposed to go against Drew Parker, but unfortunately Drew Parker, because of COVID restrictions, cannot exit Japan. So now he will be going up against the legend himself, G. Raver. <laughs> and G. Raver has promised... He understands that Akira is a young kid. This catching fire in deathmatch wrestling, but he doesn't give a shit. No, this is going to be a real test for Akira. Akira is phenomenal. If you haven't caught him wrestle, he does some great work, but it's G Ray for man. We have a PCO open challenge. I've been sitting here trying to think who could step up for this one. Well, it depends on when that match comes. I don't know the uh, whereabouts of one Nick fucking Gage. You never know. He might return in Atlantic City, New Jersey. This is true. Because we're not really sure where he is. I'm assuming injured and coming back. And, of course, with the Moxley stuff, kind of put everything on hold. It could be John Moxley, who is your GCW world champion. I'll just play devil's advocate. I'll say Johnny Gargano. That would be fun. Dude, you know how insane that would be? Uh-huh. And PCO can wrestle. Yeah. A lot of people forget about that. PCO, even though he's damn near 60, can wrestle. Yeah. So I'm going to say Gargano, just so I want to see the internet burn. Dude, I will fucking mark out. I'll be messaging you and fucking <laughs> videos will be going, ah! <laughs> Yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, next up, this match was just actually made the other day. We are going to get the entirety of Young, Dumb, and... Bro. That's right. Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, and the East Coast Ace, Big Breakfast, the Cloud Cutter, Jordan Oliver. And they're going up against the second gear crew, uh, Effie. Matthew Justice, and of course, Black Death, the motherfucking truth, A.J. Gray. <laughs> Pray for those kids. Oh, them kids is in trouble, man. <laughs> They're in trouble. Them boys is in trouble. Oh, my God. There's going to be a lot of... Somebody's going to get some ass kicking right there. Well, Atticus Coger has been making his way through the young talent roster, and he continues at Until Infinity as he goes one-on-one with Everett Connors. I tell you what, I, I saw Connors' promo provoking Atticus. May not be the best thing in the world to do. Atticus is on a whole different level. Yeah. Uh, And last but certainly not least, a great tag team match coming up. The team of Alex Zane and Blake Christian taking on Dante Leone and Ninja fucking Mac. Get your motion sickness pills ready. They're going to be flying all over the ring. This is my, my pick for match of the night. Hands down, bar none. Also announced for the show, but uh, not in a match currently, we have Kobe Carino, Dark Sheik, and a few others. Uh, I will say this. There is no scramble match so far, so I think there'll be a scramble match. Oh, yeah. That's usually a GCW staple. Don't know why they wouldn't do it. Well, that's a great show. Get it on fight.tv. Buy the weekend bundle. It's a little cheaper. But here's one that's going to take place at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from the carousel room at the uh, showboat. As part of it, uh, JCW, Jersey Championship Wrestling, which is the... In a lot of ways, the NXT, if you will, of GCW, mm-hmm. just like LA Fights is as well. They will be putting on a show. And that show, by the way, folks, absolutely free on the Game Changer Wrestling channel on YouTube. So if you want to check out G- JCW, some young up-and-comers, you can do so on Game Changer Wrestling's YouTube channel. Make sure you're following that. It's a great place to be. Uh, want to hear this card? Yeah, let's do it. Like I said, it's at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January the 1st. Uh, so far, there's not many matches uh, listed, but we will get the East Coast Legends match. 
the Grim Reefer taking on Steve Sanders. That would be a fun match. Lots of weed smoking in there. Yep. <laughs> Matt Mikowski. The man is tearing it up right now. About to get an IWTV shot this week on Beyond. Hmm. Is going one-on-one with the young up-and-comer Billy Starks. Ooh, that'll be a good match. In a singles match. Well, actually, it's a tag match, but they said singles match on here, which is funny. Yokai, Janai Kai, and Yoya are going to go up against the goons, Bam Sullivan and Slade. Hmm. That'll be interesting. And the last match that is announced so far, mind you, there'll be more, is Caesar Bononi, AEW superstar, going one-on-one with fellow AEW superstar, the bad boy, Joey Janela. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, that should be a good match. Joey Janela versus Caesar Bononi. However you say his name. Yeah, Bononi. Not ah, good. Eh, should be good. JCW? Yep. Once again, free Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Let's go to the final event, which will be taking place at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January the 1st from the Carousel Room at the Showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That is right. It is time for GCW's Die for This. Not everything has been announced for the show yet, but mm-hmm. we'll give you what has been announced. Uh, once again, you can watch it on fight.tv. You can either order it separately or you can order it as a bundle. Here we go. Making his return to Game Changer Wrestling. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams will go one-on-one with the big man who can go, Calvin Tankman. Oh, that's going to be a fun match. Ladies and gentlemen, the internet is going to blow up. The internet is going to cease to exist after this. Independent wrestling Twitter is going to go wild. Lou will probably go wild as well. This match is made in internet wrestling Twitter independent style heaven. Daddy Effie goes one-on-one with the man who has the greatest ring entrance in the history of pro wrestling and to boot. Weedis has sent a tweet out there, and if they play live in Atlantic City, I will lose my fucking mind because they played live him live to the ring once in New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, the spider Nate Webb, the oh, legend, going yeah. one-on-one with Oh, Effie. yes. I, I, the two, two of the greatest ring entrances of all time. Yep. And Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road and Teenage Dirtbag, respectively. And, and if Weedis shows up. They, they sent a tweet out there. I don't know what that means. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. We're still waiting on Waka. So Waka Flocka got, got tagged on the Atlanta show. Because originally it was the Hammerstein show. We, we'll find out. Yes. Here's a good one for people to know. The bad boy, Joey Janela, goes one-on-one with the legend, Scotty 2 Hottie. 2022 is going to start out in a very unique way. I did not have this on my scorecard for matches I needed to see, but I'm definitely intrigued by this one. Dude, Joey Janela loves to go through these matches that are weird and obscure. Yeah. Scotty Duhati's right up his alley. We, we've seen him wrestle Marty Janetti. He's the one that wrestled PCO and brought PCO back. Like, there's a lot of... He likes to do these weird, strange things, and it always works. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it continues to work, but it, it usually does. Next up is the match that we all want to see. Actually, the last two matches announced that we all want to see in different ways. GCW World Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Your GCW World Tag Team Champions, also the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Dem Boys, Mark and Jay Briscoe, 
are going to defend the GCW World Tag Team titles against the team of Blake Christian and Alex Zane. How insane is this match going to be? This is going to be a 10 Ooh. out of 10. This is a match on the night right here. Uh, Lou says, I highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen the Cardona slash Bushy match from two weeks ago. Go find it. It was incredible. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But this tag match between the Briscoes and oh. Blake Christian and Alex Zane is going to be insane. And especially Christian's new attitude there. That he's he, ever since he's uh, released from NXT, he has been tearing it. And by off. the way, Taco Bell's first sponsored wrestler, yes. Alex Zane. It's official. He is sponsored by Taco Bell. He's killing the it sauce. Too. Alex Zane. WWE definitely didn't know what they had in either of these. No, kids. they dropped the ball on both of them. Well, that leaves one more match that's announced. Once, once again, I'm sure there'll be a scramble match. There's also that night. Colby Carino is also announced for this night. Homicide is also announced for this night. Uh... Dark Sheik also announced for this night. So, so there's a, quite a few people who are already announced that are not in matches, so I'm sure there'll be a, a scramble and a couple other matches. But as of right now, the last match we have is for the GCW Ultra Violent Championship, and it will be a fucking death match of the ages. I don't know what they have in store. Hopefully it's something insane, because that's what this match deserves. Because if you're not a death match fan, that's okay. But this is the dream death match everybody Everybody's been waiting for. By the way, Lou says Briscoe, Zane Christian should be match of the night, could be match of the year contender. Absolutely. And that's on the 1st of January. It's a match of the year contender, probably just on paper. Yes. But in this ultra violent death match, if you want to talk about storylines and something that people who watch death matches are excited for, this meeting is it. It's the bride versus the bridesmaid. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. That is how this all got started because one wrestler did not like being called the bridesmaid. He wrestled in 139 death matches, and Alex Colon only wrestled in 32. But Alex Colon also won Tournament of Survival for the third year in a row. Alex Colon also won the NGI this year. Alex Colon also won the Ultraviolet. He lost and won the Ultraviolet title this year. He's done big things. Yes. And now, of course, your ultraviolet champion, Alex Cologne, will go one-on-one with the Duke, John Wine Murdoch. Of course, he is also the no-holds-barred world champion as well, deathmatch champion. So this is this is the one that's not for a faint of heart. No, this But is this be will be possibly deathmatch of the year on January 1st. <laughs> they are pulling out all the stops for this one. Uh, I'm going to go in new. I know I'm like, I always go with Cologne during these matches, but I'm going to say John Wayne Murdoch's Duke. You going with the Duke? I think the Duke, the Duke, Duke. makes for a better story. It does. It would be interesting. The bridesmaid becomes the bride. Well, I mean, if Alex wins, what do you do? You just crown him another achievement. He beats the Duke. But where do you go from there? Yeah, that's the problem. But if the Duke wins, you got places to go. Just throwing it out there. Also, the Duke had a fantastic match with Alex Shelley. Mm-hmm. So he proves he can wrestle. Who can get yeah, Murdoch can go. It's just you when you get to that stage where like Cologne has done so much in the deathmatch world. It's like where you know where do you go from here? By the way, if you have that IWTV, I I implore you to check out the hour long Iron Man deathmatch between Eric Ryan and the Duke John Wayne Murdoch. Insane. It's fucking insane. I can't wait. I can't wait for to see this match live. I'm sure there's going to be glass and spooky dust everywhere in the live venue. It's going to be a fucking happening on January 1st. Everybody's geared up for this event. You got possibly on paper, you have one of the greatest tag team matches on the 1st of January. Could be match of the year contender on the 1st of January yeah. with the Briscoes versus Zane and Christian. You have, if you're a deathmatch fan, a deathmatch dream match. 
It could end up being the best death match of the year on January 1st with Cologne and, and, and Murdoch. And that's we don't even have the rest announced. We don't even know what's no. going to be there. It's still getting added, too. I mean, that's just how GCW does. But every time you know that they're on, hey, thank you for the follow. Yes, Art Avazi, thank you so much. Yeah, when you have GCW hi on the card. hi to Brazil. Hi, Brazil. Hello. When you have GCW on a card, you know they're going to pull out all the stops, and obviously they want to build up as much momentum as they can for Hammerstein because this is their WrestleMania right here. So you know they're going to go full tilt for this. Oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be a tremendous card. Uh, the 31st is even, I think, is going to be a sleeper card. Listen, the last two GCW shows are arguably in the running for event of the year at the Brodies. Mm-hmm. Actually, not even arguably. They are in the running. And we still have Till Infinity, which could technically be in the running, too, because it's the 31st. That's why I haven't closed the windows yet. Yes. I haven't closed anything down yet. Match of the Year has been the same for a little while now, but there's still another big event, baby. And it's on December 31st, so it still fits into the 1st of the thirty first of January, December 31st as the year ends. So next week could be, I'm not locking anything in yet. Mm. I have my picks right now for the most part. And I have ones that I feel are locked in. But I'm waiting until till Friday night when I leave the, uh, well, technically it'll be a Saturday morning because I do believe that we're going to be there partying through the midnight hour. Yes. Uh, but I, I do have my picks for what I have right now. But it could change. It could change. I could walk out of there and go, whoop. And don't think GCW whoop. couldn't do that. I, I be, I, I, I've been shocked about less. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's going to be the GCW weekend. Fight.tv for all of your GCW action. Uh, please check it out. I mean, it's once again, we go hard for it because we believe in it. It's a great product. I mean, losing the chat, he can attest to it. He checked it out. He loves it. There's a lot of the guys that we talk to. I mean, off the top of my head, we have a ton of friends who we've turned on to it, and I don't think any of them have been like, eh, no, nah, it's not for me. I mean, Pad's not hugely in on it, but he enjoyed the show he watched. For he enjoyed the, most part. the show, but yeah, like I say, deathmatch wrestling is not for you. They do more than deathmatch wrestling, and that's the biggest thing. And you can tune out the deathmatch. Yeah. Usually, it's right before intermission or at the end of the show, so it's easy to kind of tune it out. Yeah. If you don't like deathmatches, I would though implore that you give it a try mm-hmm. because it's not all barbaric like most people thinks. Yeah. Uh, Lou says, "What happens if a match starts after midnight, but the show started the day before? Uh, it's still considered the December first. Because I have a feeling, from what I understand, we're trying to... I don't know if the stream is going till midnight or not, but from what I understand, we're trying to have, like, a midnight thing for GCW. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have, like, uh, which year does that fall? And it falls in 2021 as far as our count goes, because it's on a show that started on the 31st. But if that's the case, it's probably not going to be something in the running unless it would be Deathmatch of the Year, because I can totally see them doing a Kieran G. Raver so something gets broken as (laughs) midnight hits. Uh, Pat says, I tried watching after a 12 plus hour day on my feet. I was tired. LOL. No, we were not sitting. We're just saying you didn't hate the show. No, you don't. And you're you're not, you know, it's not up your necessarily your cup of tea. So that just proves the point. Dog loves GCW. Yeah, dog's all about GCW. (laughs) Uh, Shit, Johnny Moose started booking everybody from GCW after he watched GCW. Facts. Uh, If you want to know why you got Matt Cardona at the X, eh, that was homecoming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I implore anybody just to give it a shot. It's a good. If you're looking for good wrestling, if you're tired of the same shit on television, 
This is a good one. And if you want, like my, I'm gonna mind you, these are younger kids, so you gotta excuse them a little bit. They are building it up in the business. But JCW is still a good show. Don't get me wrong. They're just younger kids. You'll probably see Young Dumb and Broke on the show. I'm assuming Jordan Oliver will be on it because he always is. Uh, I mean, you got you know two AEW superstars and Cesar Bernani and Joey Janela going one on one. On top of I'm I'm sure I've heard that my good friend Joshua Bishop may or may not be in Atlantic City, so he'll be on that JCW card. I'm just saying. It's worthwhile, and that's on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Make sure you're following that. Check it out. And also, there's matches up. As a matter of fact, there's the buildup to the match between Cardona and Nick Gage from Homecoming up, Mm -hmm. and the highlight reel of that. There's some other matches up, including that scramble match that was not on (laughs) the pay-per-view at first uh, from the last show, Uh, which from now on, all L.A. shows should just be no signal in the hills. Hell yes. (laughs) There was some issues. Yes. Uh, Lou says, GCW has not let me down yet. Exactly. And you know what? Even if they gave me like a one foul show, I'd be like, ah. Like, I think the lowest show that we had was probably uh, Outlaw Mud Show. Yeah. But that was because there was shit internet in Wyoming, and they did a show in Wyoming at a barn. And uh, it was a good show. It was a good show, but it was... Like, we had to rewatch it because it was the internet was so choppy from their end that it didn't look like shit. But they tried. They wrestled in Wyoming, and nobody's gone in Wyoming in a long time. Yeah. Was what? They said 25 years? There was no wrestling show in Laramie, Wyoming in 25 20, years. At least like 20. That. And they brought it there. And of course, they also brought it there so uh, Ricky Morton could wrestle in all 50 states. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only state left. It was a good show, though. It just, the internet kind of sucked on it. LA Fights is also on the Game Changer Wrestling stuff. They got a new, they got a yeah, show coming out in January as well. January. They also got a February show as well coming up, too. So check it out. Like the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. It's got a lot of free stuff that's good. JCW, LA Fights, it's always going to be on there. They do GCW highlights, matches of the week and stuff. Good stuff, man. There's a couple GCW events on there as well that they did for you too. Definitely go check that out. It's good stuff. Such good shit, pal. But anyways, with that being said, uh, yeah, I'll be in Atlantic City, so make sure you keep your eyes out on at 3 Fatners Pod. I'll be taking pictures and talking all, all crazy shit all weekend long, and we're staying at the showboat, so you never know what kind of fun shit could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregory Iron and his uh, Dunkin' Donuts was the highlight of my last showboat tour. I'm not going to tell any more story than that, but it was the highlight of my uh, it was the highlight of my showboat time for homecoming weekend. That and the Cardona yeah, getting trash thrown at. I was going to say it was great. I got beer all over me. It wasn't my beer. This time I'm not going to bear on me because I'm going to go after the Duke, John Wayne, fucking Murdoch. Anyways, <laughs> enough of that. Ken M, we're bringing the close the, the show to a close. I should say that, right? And uh, tell them how to find you in the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. In fact, maybe, just maybe within the next 24 hours, I will have the list of the Brodies up right on the homepage. So you can definitely throw in your votes to at 3FatNerdsPod on Twitter, at ODParleyHour on Twitter. And definitely we'll have the fan vote going in for it because it's going to be a big event going down next Monday. But also on the website, check out the T Public Store, Parley Points Blogs, the directory, the classifieds, you name it, it's on there if it's ODPH. We're on all social medias. Follow me. 3FatNerdsPod, throw an at in front of it if you if you have to. Uh, you're definitely going to want to be following me on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and, well, Facebook for that matter because my Instagram automatically goes over there because I'm going to be taking pictures and videos and stuff and probably TikTok yeah, as well. TikTok. Yeah, make sure you're doing all that because I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff in Atlantic City this weekend for GCW Weekend. 
Also, uh, you know, well, you're at 8122productions.com. It's got your hookup for everything. T Public Store. You can buy some swag. Uh, of course, uh, you get the link to this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 6 podcast. If you're not following already, what are you waiting for? Uh, we got, you know, we do this show every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking all things pro wrestling. Of course, we do pay-per-views, wrestling pay-per-views. We do uh, movie nights, etc. We got a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit going on. Of course, also uh, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content and support everything that we're doing around here. It's a lot of fun. Uh, think about partnering up and sharing that with us. Uh, what else do we have to announce? I think I think that, that does it. Uh, 8122productions.com is pretty much the one-stop shop. ODPHpodcast.com for all your news there as well. Bam. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so damn much. As we close to a close here, yeah, that sounded stupid. <laughs> I'm tired, folks. As we draw to a close, though, it is the last 607 TWS of 2021, and we're coming to a close. We're going into 2022, and uh, we got big things coming. You know, if you thought, you know, we were tired or burned out, oh, we ain't even getting started yet. No. Uh, I'm, I might be burned out, but still, yeah. we ain't getting started yet. Uh, you know, we're up, up and away. We've got a lot more things going on. The numbers have grown exponentially and in, in a quick ass time uh, for everything involved. Shit. I mean, I, I don't usually look at numbers for things, but I've been looking at the 607 TWS numbers and three FN numbers. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And that's all thanks to, you know, some of you in the chat and some of you at home and listening on podcast providers. And I want to personally thank you. I know the ODPH is going booming and fucking to Absolutely. the moon. And all that happy shit as well. And we want to thank you for that. I want to get that over as much as I can. I, I just thank everybody on 3FN. I'm going to thank everybody here. We really do love you guys for stopping in, chatting with us, choosing to listen to us, choosing to listen to our opinions and our takes and everything. Hopefully we bring the entertainment and the funny in the, in the process. And hopefully we turn you on to something cool, especially here on 607 TWS, where we're trying to bring you the not bullshit news segments. And I'm not saying anything against anybody. It's not a shot at anybody. But you could hear fucking Sean Ross Sapp and Dave Meltzer fucking hitting a pissing match about who's COVID testing and not, mm. which is not interesting. Or yeah, we could right. talk about a great card that's going down this weekend in GCW. We could talk about great cards that went down this past week for AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, respectively. We can talk about the fucking fun side that makes us all fans. And even though, you know, I have a little inside take because I've worked in the business, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm also a fan because you have to be a big-ass mark <laughs> to work in the wrestling business because you got to love wrestling. The biggest marks I was told once by a, a, a very great wrestler named the Ego Robert Anthony. Uh, he put Moose in his place once, and I was there for it. You know, I would throw Moose under the bus because that's what I do. Uh, he Moose was making fun of me for being a mark because me and Robert Anthony decided to take a picture with his Revolution Pro t- uh, World Title at the time to send to Diesel because Diesel's a big mark for uh, Ego, mm-hmm. and so we take this picture and Moose is like marks, and and Robert Anthony's like, dude. The biggest marks in this business are us because we chose to work in this fucking business. Whether you're a wrestler or behind the scenes like you guys or what a promoter, we're the biggest marks because if we didn't believe in it, we wouldn't fucking do it. Facts. And even though we become the most jaded for it, <laughs> we, we believe in it. And so at the end of the day, if you're a fan, if you're whatever, it's good. It's not a bad thing to be a mark, believe it or not. You know, it's a bad thing to believe stupid shit, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to be a mark. And uh, that's what we try to bring here. Let your fucking mark flag fly. Let's get some good shit. Let's get some watching. Let's get fucking talking about some great stuff. And we got a lot coming up. Because next week we got the Brodies. We got the breakdown of the big card going down. Wrestle Kingdom. 
We also got the review of the GCW weekend and so much more. And of course, the week after, we're going to be uh, going over and reviewing Wrestle Kingdom and, and beyond. And of course, we'll be live in between on Twitch for uh, Belt Night, Night of Champions, Clash of yeah, Champions, Clash whatever of Champions the fuck one. you want to call it. We're going to call it Clash of Champions. We're going to call it Clash of Champions. I know they're calling it something. Battle of the Belts is what they're calling it. I'm calling it Clash of Champions because I'm calling it what it is. Over under, we have a media scrum for that. Over. That's, Over. We're, we're, we're due for one. You know, being on Tony Khan's media calls, I will say this about Cody Rhodes. His media calls were funner. Yeah. That's, and I know it's not a word, but they were more fun. No, I agree. 100% facts. Nothing against Uncle TK. Right. But, but he kind of gets down to the business and does some weird shit. And then he's like half work, half business. Cody was all fucking business and no work. And it was actually kind of fun that way. But whatever. I digress. Not complaining that I we moved up a couple spaces on the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got we got off the short bus, got on the, the full-size bus, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they just keep us around to say we're there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep them in check a little bit, folks. Anyways. Uh, but all that is thanks to you guys. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, uh, New Year's weekend. I know I'll be in Atlantic City not driving anywhere, and I probably won't be getting drunk or anything. But for those of you going out a party, just do it safely. Yeah. Do not drink and drive. Let's go home. Let's go into the New Year safe. I don't want to hear anything about not being on the stream because you ain't with us no longer because that's just going to be – that's just going to suck. So I want to get that across. Be safe, please. Please be safe going into this big New Year's evening uh, plans and uh, we're going into 2022 guns blazing for 607 TWS so for the last time in 2021 take care of yourselves take care of each other and of course later wrestling fans if you take my hand we could Chinese food, get high and then watch New Japan. Rainmaker, my heart so damn hard I can no longer stand in this room. I'm starting to swoon. The walls made of neon, but I can't stop looking at you. Looking at you. Got a plan to shatter the hourglass, emptying all of the sand. This moment is infinite, dancing along with the band. Will you sing with only one wing? The angel I've looked for, and she can't stop looking. of my eyes.
that she's walking towards me A smile I see Connect from the top ropes One, two, three 